Alrighty team, what is happening? I hope you're all keeping well. We're currently in the middle of June at the moment and this is a time of year where a lot of teachers' social calendars are completely booked up. You're going to have a lot of end-of-year dues, a lot of going-away parties. Some people even had the audacity to be born in June and July, so you might even have a couple of birthday parties thrown in there as well. So <laughs> there is going to be quite a lot of social outings around this time of year and it can be quite hard to be able to factor in a brunch it is definitely one of the harder social occasions to be able to factor in but i'm going to go through a couple of different strategies of how you'll be able to factor this in and still be able to make progress along the way as well this is something that i've researched extensively over the past five years of living in dubai it's been a heavy cross to bear i'm not going to lie but I'm willing to go above and beyond to be able to serve my clients to the best of my abilities. I don't work with professional athletes. I work with teachers, people who are living in the real world, people who want to be able to go and enjoy themselves on the weekends. And this is something that you can absolutely do and still make progress while doing so when you, take a, when you put a couple of different measures in place. So, as mentioned, brunch is definitely one of the harder social occasions to be able to factor in. You're going to be in an environment where there's going to be a lot of food. There's going to be a lot of alcohol. If you're at a brunch with a very good barman, he's probably going to have your drink topped up before you even need a new one. And even though I've heard a lot of people say in the past that I don't even eat a lot when I go to a brunch, you'd be surprised if you were to actually bring more awareness to it the amount of sneaky calories that would be going in in terms of we'll say like the sharing platters at the beginning maybe the couple of nibbles along the way the dessert plates that come out you would be clocking up a good few extra calories than you might first imagine but i don't think it's the actual brunch that's the problem here i think it's the brunch mentality that causes people to feel like they're taking one step forward during the week and then two steps back on the weekends when you have a brunch on the horizon it's very possible that you've just already in your own head completely written off the weekend. You're telling yourself that with this brunch, it's going to completely hinder my progress. So what's the point of even trying? And then you're more likely to reach for that bit of cake or those donuts in the staff room on the Friday, or maybe order that takeaway on a Friday night. Or you might sack off your gym session on a Saturday morning because what's the point in going to our brunch anyway? I'm just going to ruin everything that I achieve in the gym. And sure, once the brunch is done and I've consumed all that alcohol, I've consumed all that food, sure, I might as well just get the two or three takeaways on a Sunday. And that to me is where most of the damage is done. Whereas if you were to look at it logically, for you to be able to gain a pound of fat, you'd have to eat in excess of 3,500 calories on top of your maintenance calories. So if your maintenance calories is 2,500. For you to be able to gain one pound of fat in a day, you'd have to consume 7,000 calories in one day, which for most of us isn't very likely. Whereas if you slip into that brunch mentality and you let your standards slip, maybe from the Thursday or the Friday, it'd be very easy for you to clock up an extra 500 calories Thursday, an extra 800 calories Friday. The day of the brunch, you might consume an extra 1200 calories and then if you order takeaway for breakfast and for dinner the following day so it's not the day of the brunch that's the problem 
it's the days before and the days after the brunch is what's causing the damage. So we're going to talk about a couple of strategies that you could put in place to stop this from happening. And we're going to first of all talk about the lead up to the brunch. So a lot of us would have come across the idea of banking calories for the weekend. And I'm a fan of this, but I think a lot of people can set themselves up for failure by doing this as well. Because if you restrict yourself too much during the week, what's going to happen is you're going to come into that weekend, your hunger is going to be through the roof, your cravings are going to be higher than ever, your energy is going to be low. And that will then heighten your chances of completely overdoing it when you go to the brunch. And if you're coming into a brunch starved, low energy, low mood, the alcohol is going to hit you a lot harder, which is going to drastically increase your chances of overdoing it on the day as well. So if you're already in a deficit, pulling your calories back by another four to 500 during the week is going to do more harm than good. So what I'd say instead is if you're planning on having a heavy weekend, the week leading up to that, I'd be trying to limit the amount of snacking that you're doing and limit the amount of treats that you're having. Like if you're going out for a heavy weekend, you don't need to be treating yourself to a bar of chocolate every evening that week. Use the weekend as your treat. And if you're going to a brunch on a Saturday, you should be skipping the Friday night takeaway. You should be trying to keep your diet on track all the way up until you go to that brunch on the Saturday morning. So point number one is going to be limit the amount of snacks and the amount of treats that you have that week. From there, you're going to make sure that you're going to do your level best to get a training session in the morning of and to try and hit your steps as well. Realistically, as teachers, most of us are up quite early during the week and there's a high chance that you're just going to wake normally early on a Saturday morning in any case. So use that time efficiently, go out, get your steps done, get to the gym, get a session in because we both know that you're not going to Number one, you might not get to the gym on the Sunday. And if you do, it's going to be nowhere near the, the intensity that it would be if you were to hit it on a Saturday morning. I'd strongly recommend having some food in the house for when you get home that evening. And with this, make a smart choice as well. Like if you're going to leave out a chicken salad for yourself for when you get home after drinking for five or six hours, there's a very high possibility you're just going to get on Talibat or delivery on the way home in the taxi anyway. Make it something that you'll actually look forward to, something that will offset that decision of ordering a takeaway on the way home. A takeaway that realistically you're probably not going to enjoy anyway. I'd also try and have some electrolytes made up and left in the fridge to have when you get home to help with the de dehydration. And an extra serving of electrolytes left beside the bed for the following morning. And lastly, before the brunch, I'd strongly recommend that you try to track in advance. One thing that I want you to realize is that you don't need to be in a deficit every single day of the week to be able to make progress. But a little bit of accountability here will go a long way. Like if you were to sit down either on a Thursday evening or a Friday evening and track in, okay, I'm gonna have this many drinks on a Saturday night, gonna have roughly about this amount of calories from food. You having that in the back of your mind going out that day, just say for example, you track that you're gonna have six drinks. There's a very likely possibility you might have the seven or eight, but if you weren't to track it at all, then there's a very high possibility you'll have a lot more. So even if it means that you have to go over your calorie target a little bit on the Saturday, that's absolutely fine once we're accounting for it and it's not a case of, oh, I'm out at a brunch this weekend, I'm not gonna be able to track it all and you don't track from Friday until Monday morning. So the week leading up to the brunch, you've limited your snacks, you've limited your treats, You've got your sessions in during the week, 
you've got your session in on the Saturday morning, you've got your steps up, you've got your food planned for when you come home that evening, you've got your couple of drinks popped into my fitness pal, and now you're ready to go and enjoy the brunch. So from here, what I'd be recommending you do is you try and limit the amount of calories coming from the alcohol. And a very easy way to do that would be to stick to spirits and either low-calorie or diet mixers. With the exception to the rule being if you're somebody like me who simply can't tolerate a lot of alcohol, I know for myself, if I go out at 12 or 1 o'clock in the day and I start on the whiskies and ginger ale, I will be gee-eyed by 5 or 6 o'clock that evening and that's going to heighten my chances of just completely and utterly overdoing it. So... For the likes of me, I'm much better off taking the hit with a couple of extra calories that come from beer and sticking to the couple of bottles of beer throughout the day instead. When it comes to the food, I would try simply just bring more awareness to what it is that you're consuming. Like I said at the beginning, you might be thinking to yourself that you don't consume a whole pile while you're at the brunch, but just because you don't finish your main course, it doesn't mean that you haven't consumed four to 600 calories worth of We'll say spring rolls, sushi, whatever the case might have been for your starter. And there's a very high possibility that you might consume an extra three or 400 calories from desserts as well. So take that into consideration when you're tracking for the amount of food that you think you'll have in advance as well. And on the day of the brunch, what I want you thinking about is out of all the brunches that you've done before, where you started at 12 or 1 o'clock in the day, have you ever said to yourself that the best part of that day was between 10 and 12 o'clock that night probably not so with that in mind you would benefit greatly from just trying to go home at a reasonable time and this then is going to stand to you the following day because if you're getting home by eight o'clock there's a very high possibility that again you'll be up early the following morning which will then allow you to get out and beat the heat because The best thing that you can do for yourself the day after the brunch is get up and get moving. If you sit around in bed all day feeling sorry for yourself, suffering from the fear, there's a very high possibility you're going to end up ordering a McDonald's or whatever it is for breakfast. And then once you start there, if you slip back into that old mentality of should the damage is done now, then there's a very high possibility you'll end up getting another takeaway for lunch and maybe going out for dinner that evening. So get those electrolytes into you, get out, get moving, Do all you can to get yourself feeling better again. And if you're not one of those types of people that will wake up early after a brunch, maybe you stayed out a little bit later, then because of the heat that's there at the moment, get yourself to a mall and just go for a leisurely stroll around the mall for 30 to 40 minutes, go for a coffee, do whatever you want to do, but just get out and get moving because the worst thing that you can do the day after drinking is just sit around feeling sorry for yourself and one thing that we need to realize as well is when we consume alcohol that then becomes our main energy source so for as long as the alcohol is in our system we're not going to be able to that's all our body is going to be using for energy so if you decide to sit around feeling sorry for yourself all day on sunday there's a very strong possibility that that alcohol will still be in your system on the monday And that means that it's going to be very hard for your body to start processing carbohydrates and fat as energy, which means if you're working towards a fat loss goal at the moment, it's going to be very hard for your body to allow that to happen. And when it comes to the Sunday, we all love a takeaway after being out the night before. But what I want you to think about here is control rather than restrict. Because 
if you're coming into the weekend and you're say, telling yourself, I'm not going to get a takeaway, I'm not going to get a takeaway, I'm not going to get a takeaway, that's all you're going to be thinking about. And if that's all that's on your mind when you're already feeling hungover, you're feeling sorry for yourself, you're feeling a little bit lower than usual, then there's a very high possibility that you're going to give in to that temptation. And if you give in to that temptation at 10, 11 o'clock and get yourself a McDonald's, you're then very likely to be telling yourself that I've just completely messed up here again. I'm just going to get back on track tomorrow, which is then going to lead you to losing complete control from there. Whereas if you say to yourself, right, I am going to have a takeaway on the Sunday, but I'm going to limit it to one. Whether that be that you go out and you have a nice breakfast Sunday morning, get yourself back on track from there, or you wake up Sunday morning and you have a good nutritious breakfast, a light lunch, and you decide to go out for dinner that night or maybe get a takeaway and watch a bit of Netflix that night, that's going to serve you so much better than trying to just simply restrict and most likely just lead to a binge. So if you want to be able to factor in a brunch into your weekend and still be able to move the needle in the right direction, you're going to limit the amount of snacks and treats during the week. You're going to make sure you get a training session in the morning of. You're going to make sure that you have food left out for yourself, electrolytes left out for yourself before you go to the brunch. You're going to give yourself a certain amount of accountability by trying to loosely track the amount you think you're going to consume at the brunch. You're going to try and stick to spirits, diet mixers or low calorie drinks. You're going to go home early-ish that night because nothing ever good happens from 10 o'clock on if you've been out at 12 or 1 o'clock that day. You're going to try and get some movement in the day after the brunch. You're going to try and make sure that you bring some level of control into your diet while still allowing yourself to enjoy a little bit of what you fancy on that hangover day. So if you give that a go and you find that beneficial, I would absolutely love to hear about it. I really do appreciate you listening in here and I hope that you'll join me for the next episode.